Hey there, welcome to Your Living Health. This is the podcast where we talk about real life strategies to reduce your chronic inflammation. Each episode, we're going to uncover tools for how you can lose weight and achieve optimal health. I'm your host, Carly Lucchese. I'm a UC Davis trained registered dietitian, and I'm also a life coach. So together, let's coach through the science of inflammation, but in a way that's simple, purposeful, and fun. You ready? Let's go. Hey there. I know that if you are here, you want to lose weight. And I know that this weight, it's causing you a lot of discomfort, right? You're having a lot of physical aches and physical pains, and you're tired of having no energy to do the things that you want to do, especially the things that you want to do and not have to do, right? Like playing with your kids, playing with your grandkids, going on a hike, going outside, You're emotionally exhausted from trying to lose this weight for most of your life. But what I also know is that you have a lot of doubt in your ability to lose this weight for good. And if you've ever felt that nagging sensation of self-doubt, I want you to know that you're not alone. This is very, very common. And that's why today I want to take some time to unpack this concept. What is self-doubt? Why do we all seem to have an abundance of self-doubt? And what's really interesting is how do some of us not seem to have any self-doubt at all? I've often wondered these questions, so I today want to dig in and let's start to put some of these questions to rest. So first and foremost, of course, we always need to ask ourselves, where does self-doubt fit into the structure of our mind, right? Where everything always fits into a circumstance, thought, feeling, action, or result. So where do you think self-doubt fits into this model? What do you think? And I kind of had to think about this one for a little bit. But after some consideration, some thought, I think that self-doubt is more of a feeling than anything else. And this doesn't mean that it can't also be viewed as a circumstance or as an action, but I think that it primarily lives as a feeling within our brains. And this feeling, the feeling of self-doubt, it can result in the tangible actions of lack of follow-through or maybe hesitation, not showing up as powerfully as you're capable of, limiting yourself ahead of time. Those are the actions that can result from self-doubt. Self-doubt, it, I think it can feel a lot like turning down the throttle or setting a governor on a dirt bike because you don't think that you can handle full throttle, that full speed. How many of you are guilty of this? I know I have, especially when I'm wanting to pursue a goal that's really big and really scary. What if instead of allowing self-doubt to hold us back, to set that governor switch ahead of time, we embraced it and instead used that self-doubt as fuel, as evidence that we need to keep moving forward to pursue this personal growth. In today's episode, I want to explore the nature of self-doubt and learn how we can turn down its volume and better understand how you can confidently commit to personal growth, even with the presence of self-doubt. So let's get started. So 
let's again seek to understand a little bit more about what self-doubt is. So as we kind of just established, it is a feeling and not a circumstance or an action or a result. Okay. So it can be those other things, but it's predominantly a feeling. So it is also this learned feeling that is driven, of course, it's created from thoughts about ourselves. And these thoughts usually stem from past experiences, right? We look to our past to determine our likelihood of success in the future. And this protective mechanism where we go to find thoughts, where we go to find evidence of what we should believe, this protective mechanism, it convinces us that we need self-doubt in order to limit the failure that we can experience. For example, if we doubt our abilities and only commit halfway to something, that's kind of only like a half fail, right? (laughs) If you try to lose five pounds instead of committing 100% to losing all 20 pounds, it feels a little more safe, right? But unfortunately, indulging in self-doubt The only thing that it does is it guarantees failure before we even begin. When we allow ourselves to turn down the volume and to set that governor on our throttle, we're essentially setting ourselves up for delayed goals or completely missed opportunities. Many of you, you're indulging in thoughts that are creating a tremendous amount of discomfort and doubt in your own abilities. You're creating these thoughts. You are indulging in these thoughts. You probably tell yourself, whether it be subconsciously or even consciously at times, I can't do this. I've failed so many times in the past. What if I fail again? And this creates, it starts this whirlwind of drama in your brain, right? Why is this such an accepted practice? When your brain creates a thought, then this thought creates self-doubt. And then when you choose to believe this optional thought, you're going to go find all the evidence from your past about why you need to keep thinking this thought, about proving to yourself why this thought is so valuable to believe. And then from this, you begin to spin and you spin in your own head in this own mind drama where you create this whirlwind of fear and hesitation until you finally commit to the actions from all of this fear and overwhelm and self-doubt. You commit finally to the actions of stopping the thing or avoidance of taking action, which is perfect, right? (laughs) It's perfectly the thing that you don't want to do. And it's funny because this is the exact opposite thing of what you need to do if you want to create weight loss permanently. But this is what you continue to do time and time again. So how can you better process self-doubt? Because at this point, it's really clear that indulging in these thoughts and indulging in the emotion of self-doubt, not really serving you very well right? I think that there is an underlying problem here, a problem that's driving this indulgence in self-doubt. 
Because as humans, what's fascinating to notice is that we tend to feel entitled to comfort all the time. And we use discomfort as evidence that we're supposed to stop, that we're supposed to go the other direction, right? We think self-doubt means that we need to slow down and that somehow this is the universe trying to tell us something, right? That we need to stop, that we need to stop or else we're going to get hurt. But what if we finally called total BS on this belief system? Number one, because it's absolutely crazy town that when we create discomfort in the form of self-doubt in order to avoid the discomfort of courage and discipline, right? We create discomfort in order to avoid discomfort. It's still uncomfortable, right? But it's funny because your brain seems to think for whatever reason, whatever thought error, whatever thing is going on in your brain, it seems to think that avoiding discomfort by somehow indulging in discomfort works, (laughs) But what if we just finally believed that the human experience is supposed to be uncomfortable 50% of the time? It's not supposed to be uncomfortable 5% of the time. I'm talking 50-50 here. Half the time it's good, half the time it sucks. And what if we finally adopted that nothing has gone wrong when we feel discomfort and alternatively, That something has gone wrong when we don't feel discomfort. What if we instead embraced the self-doubt as the discomfort that's supposed to be there? Like imagine feeling comfort when you experience discomfort. Knowing, oh, thank goodness it's humming in the background. There it is. And this might help you to think, oh, perfect. There's the self-doubt. I'm right where I'm supposed to be. Or, awesome, there's the desire for the cupcake. Good thing I'm still a human. Or, oh, thank goodness, there's fear. I'm glad I'm pushing myself to the point of discomfort. Like, what if you created comfort from the presence of discomfort? What would your life look like if you turned down the volume of self-doubt and just took it along for the ride? What if self-doubt wasn't something that meant you were supposed to stop, but instead it was the reason and the evidence that you need in order to keep moving forward? And I'm not really asking these questions as rhetorical questions. I'm really asking you to consider making this shift in your life. Really asking yourself, what would change if in my life, if I embraced self-doubt as the evidence, knowing that I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be, that nothing has gone wrong, and instead proof that everything is going right. What if I learned the skill of turning down the volume of my toddler brain logic while at the same time turning up the volume of the truths that I decide ahead of time from my primal or from my adult brain? What I want to offer to you today is the value in making decisions ahead of time. So that you can finally let the background hum of discomfort be there without it distracting you from the real task at hand. I want you to commit to taking action 
until you get your desired result. Overcoming each stumble, each setback, just as part of the process of achieving success. You don't know what to do? Perfect. Try 50 different things, right? If you don't want to follow through because you don't think it'll work for you, perfect. Ask yourself what you can do right now, right here in this moment to keep moving forward and just do that one thing. That's it. It doesn't have to be the million steps to get there. What can you do right here, right now? I want you to commit to following through with action even when there's the background hum of doubt and fear and overwhelm. For instance, if you decide to lose weight for good this time, know that when you commit to this, you're not going to know what you're doing. You're not committing that you know the journey, that you know what's in store for you over the next 20 years. All you're doing is committing that you're willing to keep taking action and that you're willing just to take the doubt, take the fear, and take the dread along for the ride. We can take the unintentionally created self-doubt with us while we also intentionally take along with us the created confidence with our adult brains. So we, we have two brains and it's okay to believe thoughts from both of them at the same time. And what this might sound like is, I don't think I can do this, but I also trust that I'm going to figure it out. It's okay to hold space for the self-doubt. But what I want to offer to you is that you have to give equal airtime to the trust that you're going to figure it out this time or that you're going to die trying, right? You're going to create that confidence. You're going to create that drive to keep going, to keep moving forward, to take that one next step, no matter how small or trivial it might seem in the time. It's committing to just moving forward despite the doubt being there. Remember, self-doubt, it's an emotion that's driven by thoughts about your ability to follow through. It is merely a product of sentences in your brain and those sentences, they don't need to be obeyed and believed. The key is learning the skill of turning the volume down and not trying to turn these sentences off completely. I just want you to take them along for the ride. I want you to ahead, ahead of time decide that you're never going to stop showing up for yourself and doing what you say you're going to do. Even if it looks nothing like what you imagined this journey would be like, you've decided I'm going to take action anyway. Because the only time that self-doubt wins is if I stop taking action. So here's a few ways that I have found helpful to keep me moving forward as I pursue big scary dreams and allow self-doubt to be in that background. The first thing that I always do is that I 100% of the time I always make a plan because without my adult brain being engaged, I know for a fact that my toddler brain will take over 100% of the time. So I decide ahead of time the actions that I'm going to take and I'm going to commit to those actions regardless of the feelings that I experience. 
These are considered baseline actions or non-negotiable actions. And then when I'm pursuing this big, scary, impossible goal, I find it helpful to break that goal down into smaller milestones. And this just helps me to feel less intensity of overwhelm. And it just helps me to build confidence in my abilities to follow through and to show up for myself. And then some of you, you might benefit, especially in the beginning when you're learning these new skills of self-trust and self-love, you probably might find benefit to surround yourself with supportive people. Seek out a mentor. Seek out someone who's going to help and hold you accountable and believe in you as you practice and learn the skills of allowing self-doubt and building that trust in yourself. Essentially, what you're going to be doing is at the start, you're going to be adopting this person's belief and trust in you before you have belief and trust in yourself. You get to decide ahead of time to have thoughts. Have pre-decided thoughts on sticky notes around you that's going to create this bubble of protection, right? This bubble of self-compassion and quick reminders of your worth and your capacity as a human being. Have thoughts on standby like, I am worth this journey. I can do hard things even if it doesn't feel good. Even when I fall, I can keep moving forward. I can commit to one more step. And what is that step right here, right now? Have those thoughts on standby. And finally, I want you to start doubting your doubt. If you're so good at doubting yourself, why don't you doubt the doubt that you're adopting? Have you ever tried that? Have you ever been curious about this doubt and what it's creating in your life and what indulging in it is getting you? Why don't you doubt your doubtful capacity in yourself, right? Self-doubt, it's always going to be a natural part of the human experience, but it doesn't have to hold you back. When you embrace discomfort and you turn down the volume of self-doubt, you finally are going to be able to commit to personal growth and, and learn the skills that are required to achieve your goals. I want you to remember that self-doubt, it's just an emotion. And this emotion results from thoughts about your ability to follow through with your actions. When you learn to acknowledge these thoughts without indulging in them, just listen to them, just hear them. That's when you're going to take control of your life and you're going to be able to move forward with confidence, embracing every challenge as an opportunity to grow. So the next time self-doubt tries to take the steering wheel, just decide it's time to turn down the volume and keep moving forward. You've got this. I'll talk to you next week. Hey, change is hard and doing it without professional guidance can make it seem impossible. If you're willing to do the work, I can make your path to longevity straight and strategic. Take the first step, head on over to yourlivinghealth.com 
and book your free consult so we can chat about your unique situation. And please take a second or two and leave me a review. Thank you for your interest in reducing your chronic inflammation and I'll talk to you next week. Bye.